This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stony Brewing, the official brew of SteelerNation.com. Come join us in discussion and crack a Stoney's. Pure, honest beer. I'm your host, G. Stryker, and with us is one of our top writers on SteelerNation.com. I'd like to welcome Adam. How you doing? Pretty good. Wow, top writer. That is, uh, there's some accolades I like to hear. I said one of the top writers. Let's. <laughs> we're all top writers over there, right? <laughs> I know we are. Oh, all... of course, yeah. <laughs> but we're happy to have you, Adam. I'm just busting your balls as we do, oh. as, as we're all friends uh, on uh, the, those oh, of you of listening don't may not understand but all of the writers are on this big long thread on our cell phone and so we're always chirping back and forth at each other and busting each other's balls <laughs> so uh this is one of the highlights that you get to see inside of our world a little bit now <laughs> so adam i know uh the the big news now i know we've been discussing uh otas and uh what's going on with that so i, I know you've got a lot of information that uh, you want to share and i'm i'm really happy to, to hear what, what we got going on in otas um, so one of the biggest things that I've uh, been seeing in OTAs is Sutton Smith. Yeah. Um, he was one of the players that when they drafted, I wasn't, I wasn't huge on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head what I gave him when we graded it uh-huh. or when I did my grading, but I was, I was just kind of eh about it. I wasn't like, okay, I don't like this pick at all, but mm-hmm. I also wasn't in love with it. Yeah. And I've been seeing mm-hmm. into OTAs that they've been, really using him as a multi-tool. He's been doing a lot of fullback work in OTAs, wow. which is even in that intriguing when you think about, you know, we have Rosie Nix who is a pro he's Bowl a fullback. He's a monster. And then, yeah. Oh, he's an, he's an absolute animal. Yeah, he is. But then when you also think of the usage that they use fullbacks in the offense, it's not very frequent, mm-hmm. but I, it's, it's always good for those lower round players to be that versatile because you never know if, you know, if Rosie goes down, who do we have? You know, you could maybe say, oh, slot in Benny Snell or, yeah. you know, Jalen Samuels. But there's still technical differences between being a fullback and a running back. Yeah. If you want to drop your fullback out for a pass, then sure, mm. you know, Jalen Samuels would be your guy. And he did play fullback. Yeah. But it's always good to have more options. And oh, I think we're still going to see Sutton Smith primarily in a special teams role in his mm-hmm. first year. Yes. But just the fact that he is willing to, you know, be that flexible option, which he apparently has done his almost his entire football career. I guess he played running back in high school. Wow. But because of his size, once he went to college, they switched him over to linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one thing. When I watched his film as a linebacker, I mean, of course, I didn't know anything about him as well until he was drafted. Uh, but one thing that jumped out at me on his film was that guy is quick. That guy, oh, he I mean, he's going up quick. and he's playing, you know, interior line and, or sorry, he's playing inside linebacker against 
and cutting between two 300 pound offensive linemen. And it's just, he's so fast yeah. and gets so low and has such good leg leverage that he's, he's popping through and he's making a lot of tackles for loss and disrupting plays in, in college. And that was something that really, oh, really jumped out at me. And even though he is undersized, I mean, how many times do we, the Steelers pick up an undersized linebacker that just ends up being amazing. So <laughs> oh, it, it seems to be every single linebacker we have aside from TJ Watt, really, he's probably about the yeah. only prototypical outside linebacker size guy that we have. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and uh, Dupree's also a really big guy as well. I know that, but, um, but yeah, but in, interior, he, he's, he's taller. Yeah. 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 He's long for sure. That's true. That's true. But I think, Going back to Sutton Smith, I think a lot of that has to come from his running back play. Yeah, because he, that's a good point. You know, you play with that lower center of gravity. You have that explosiveness. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a video on Twitter from Mark Caboli. If you don't follow him, follow him. He does a lot of awesome OTA work. He, you know, he's always in on the practices. You get a little bit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a running back on linebacker drills, and Sutton Smith put the moves on somebody. I don't know who it was, but. When I saw that run, I was like, that's not a linebacker. That's, yeah. that's a running back. Yeah. So having that versatility is going to be really nice for him. And I think that, if anything, is going to secure him a spot on the 53-man roster. Yeah. Well, it looks like he's got three options of making the, the 53-man roster now, whether it be offense, <laughs> yeah. defense, or special teams. But, yeah, as you and I both yeah, know, the, <laughs> the lower rookies try to make their uh, their mark on special teams first and then get worked in where they can since they're already on the – the game day roster if they're making those plays on special teams. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Uh, anybody else yeah. catching your eye in OTAs? And then, well, speaking of versatility, yeah. um, our seventh-round pick left tackle out of Maryland, Derwin Gray. Yeah. He, in the two weeks that we've been doing OTAs, mm-hmm. he's played every single spot on the offensive line except for center. Wow. Which is pretty understandable. Well, but, but that's, that's still yeah. impressive. I mean that that oh, goes. Oh yeah, left, right, tackle, and guard in the first two weeks is huge, and you know how much the Steelers love being able to have versatile offensive linemen as depth. That's true. I mean, you look at the past guys that have mm-hmm. you know got past and went. You know, they're all versatile. They can play guard. They can play tackle. Yeah. And that's a huge thing to have in your depth for an offensive line because you never know when you're going to lose a lineman, and especially in the Steelers organization, it's always next man up. Yeah. And, you know, you got to have that guy that's ready for anything. That is true. That is true. And I think it's the past, uh, in the past couple seasons, we've been working our Swiss Army knives. Um, the guys that played both ta- oh, yeah. uh, tackle and guard go on to the point. It was, it was like, hey, you know, we can't sign you because you're starter caliber. And I remember a few years back, uh, who's the, the uh, undersized one that was playing in for Villanova's uh, position on left uh, tackle when he got hurt uh starts with a b he went to jacksonville um and he, he i remember he got a big contract from them as well um I, oh, oh God, yeah can't remember his name he got starter money he did and he got then that was the thing it's like who are you going to keep alexander villanueva who's you know like six foot nine as opposed to this guy that's like closer yeah. to six foot um but you know he he played excellent when he was in there even though he has shorter arms and a, and a and a thinner, smaller base than Villanueva, who's just a, 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 a monster, space-eating monster. Um, yeah. He still showed he could do the job, and he could be a starter-caliber tackle and got the starter-caliber money as well. And that happened again last year. I know we just lost our guy um, that was our swing tackle last year as well. Um, but, yeah, it, but it, it's 
it's it's shown that being versatile on the Steelers offensive line is a pathway to becoming a starter in the NFL, whether it's on the Steelers or on another team. It just shows that it absolutely is. your versatility gets your foot in the door, gets you a seat on the team, especially when you're that position versatile. That usually means you're going to be active on game day because you can step in at multiple positions as opposed to just one, just a, just a tackle or just a guard. So that, that really, that's, yeah, that's because yeah. You're bottlenecking yourself at that point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it, it's really good to hear about, about somebody that, that young and that late taken in the draft to, uh, Hopefully that's a positive that hopefully he's playing all the positions well and can uh, make a difference then on game day. Absolutely. Nice. Um, so is anybody, uh, you hear any other information going on in OTAs? Um, not so much of a big information, but um, Ola Adenie? Oh, God. Adenia. Yeah, yeah no problem. Good old Ola. <laughs> Just call him Ola. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, so – also, linebacker Ola from yeah. last preseason. He he was the darling of the preseason. I yes. mean, he dominated. Three yeah. sacks, two forced fumbles, yep. and he was visible on every single play. Yeah. I mean, he he wears number 92, and if you didn't know better, you'd just think it was James Harrison yeah. still playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep, it, it felt like and, a Porter or Harrison in the preseason back when they were playing preseason before they were starters. Uh, I, I agree yeah. with that. I love watching those guys coming up. Another undrafted star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the only reason we didn't see much of him last year is because of that hamstring injury he got yeah. in the last preseason game against Carolina. Yeah. But then you saw he wasn't cut. He yeah. was put on injury reserve, and that is yep. a huge sign of the faith that the Steelers have in him because a lot of times you have those undrafted free agents or mm -hmm. those low-round guys, they get hurt. Mm -hmm. That's it for them. Yeah. You know, It's back onto the chopping block, and it's, well, I hope I can find a team that needs me when I'm healthy. Yeah. So the fact that they kept him around is huge. Yeah, and, 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 I it's, and it's even, already... even more huge, too, was – when he came off of injured reserve, the Steelers didn't throw him on the practice squad. They rostered him, and he stayed on the roster. Yeah, they kept three outside linebackers for yeah. the first half of the year. Yeah, they did, <laughs> and he and he stayed yeah. on the roster. He was inactive for week thirteen, and then he was active the rest of the season um, in spot yeah. duty. But uh, but yeah, it was it was amazing. That's how much they believe in him and his ability. They they did not they wanted to make sure he would not be on the practice squad so he could get poached by another team. And I think that was a good choice because a lot of the times people are very um, big to, um, you know, attack the coaches on coaching moves that they make on game day. But there's positional coaching moves oh, yeah. that are made that are just as important as game day moves being roster moves. And I think this roster move was a smart one that they protected him and hopefully will reap the oh, benefits then this year, <laughs> especially if he's healthy. He wouldn't have lasted on waivers. He would no. have been gone no. so quickly. He'd probably be a Patriot. <laughs> And that would be the worst case scenario. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> but oh either. Way. <laughs> so it, uh, oh, that's. Uh, so let's how's not get into that? How's that could be, yeah? Uh, I know we could spend an hour on that. So how's Ola looking oh, in in, uh, in the OTAs? Is he is he um is he showing well? I'm, he's already gotten a pick so far in oh, drills. Wow. Nice. Um, I believe I believe it was Josh Dobbs that he intercepted. Nice. But, um, yeah, I was looking into it, and he said one of the biggest things that he worked on is his dropping, mm. so his dropping back into coverage, yeah. and his rush. Wow. So, really, he was working on everything that you need in a Steelers outside linebacker. And I think this year is going to be huge for him because this is our fifth year of Bud Dupree. Yeah. And, you know, he's the third highest paid player on the team. Wow. He's going to have to earn that. 
Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. It is crazy. Absolutely crazy. But <laughs> it helps that you lost two of your stars but, that would have fit, fit above them, but... <laughs> But yeah, yeah, but still, even with that, that is an amazing statistic. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, you know, if he doesn't perform, yeah. And, you know, Ola shows like, hey, I'm ready. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, year three, he's slotting in and he's starting. Yeah. And if he can continue to project along the path that, you know, we saw in that short amount of time in the preseason, TJ Watt and Ola, that's, that's scary. Yeah. That would be nice. That's a scary combination. Two, Uber athletic outside linebackers yep. that can rush a passer and drop back into coverage. It's huge. It is. And that makes it difficult for quarterbacks to read, especially even, you know, veteran quarterbacks. That's that's how you defeat them. Oh, is, yeah. Is having Especially your... with the way the Steelers like yes. to deploy their outside linebackers. You know, they'll do that two-step drop into a rush, or they'll do that delayed rush. They love doing those stunt blitzes with their linebackers. Yeah. And when you have those athletic guys that can make that happen, that's, you know, that'll throw off any quarterback. And Adam, I'll, I'll give the Steelers credit also, and, and I know you probably noticed this as well, but, you know, ever since the Shazier draft, it seems like the Steelers have made a, a concerned effort to make that entire defense fast. And each year they're bringing oh, yeah. in faster and faster players and faster linebackers, faster safeties. Um, I mean, right now, I, I think we have the team speed to be able to really be a difficult defense. And I think finally we're at the point where everybody's kind of locked in their positions. Hopefully they're done moving, you know, Sean around anymore and don't don't have to move him to another safety spot or, or corner spot. And yeah. he's locked in because that guy's athletic as heck. And I think if you just have him working on one oh thing, um, I think he, he will start reaping the benefits of that and watching that fast defense start making plays for us. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, you even look last year, the Steelers' defense was a top 10 defense yeah. in terms of, you know, yards allowed, points allowed, but it, yeah. it was the lack of turnovers. Yes. And yep. I, I agree. Them adding speed to the defense is huge because it's a speed game now. It is. You know, the top players are heralded because of the speed that they bring to the field. You yes. know, these <clears throat> wide receivers and running backs that are running sub 440s mm -hmm. are going first and second round. Yeah. because of their speed yep and you know you can just because they don't have you know good hands or this and that mm -hmm. you can teach that but you cannot teach speed which is why these players are going as high as they are that's true that's that's how uh Dar darius hayward bay went number six in the 09 draft <laughs> fastest yeah. guy at the time well, <laughs> now he's what our yeah, sixth best receiver <laughs> yeah he's he's a special teamer but yeah you know yeah but he still has potential. That was, that was also that, a different was time, and yeah, yeah. But the Ra was, Raiders, that was Al Davis, and the Ra he yeah, the Raiders speed. always drafted for speed. They look for the track stars ever since oh. the uh, Tim Brown Al in Davis the eighties. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. He always sees a uh, how oh. fast can you run? They can't defend you if they can't catch you. <laughs> yeah, I mean the logic's there. <laughs> yep, that <laughs> is, is. Oh man, that's great. Uh, so any other uh, people making any information or any waves in a free agency or any other news around that? Um, one other small thing that I saw from OTAs, it was actually from an interview mm -hmm. uh, from a name that, honestly, I completely forgot, and that was uh, Christian Scotland Williamson. Oh, the uh, old uh, international the, roster exemption. The rugby player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the roster exemption. So the rugby player <laughs> turned tight end. Yeah, yeah. So how's he? what's going on with him? 
So they just did an interview with him, and a lot of it was pretty casual, you know, like pregame ritual, all this. Yeah. And then to end the interview, they asked him, where do you see yourself in a year? He says, I'm going to be here having won a Super Bowl and made the 53-man roster. Whoa. That's the plan. Whoa. So, <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Well, one, so one interesting I'm, point, though, I just want to interject quickly. If he makes – if technically, if he makes the roster, it's a 54-man roster because the Steelers get a roster exemption for him being an international very player. True. Yeah. So that's – that. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. But what were you saying? I didn't mean to cut you off. Absolutely. So one thing that I've really liked so far about this team energy is they're focused. Yeah. You know, they asked about James Conner and, you know – it's about a Super Bowl right now. Yeah. And I think that in the past few years, that focus was lost yeah. for whatever reason. I don't need to spell it out. We all know, you yeah. know, reason A through Z. Yeah. A through why, B. You know, the focus seemed to be <laughs> lost for this team. Yeah. Now, you know, A through Z is not really an issue anymore. Mm -hmm. And that, that focus is coming back. Yeah. You know, it's a young it's a nice mix between young, hungry players mm. and these veterans that are, you know, they want to get that ring. Yeah. So I, I like it. I'm loving the energy I'm seeing. There have been so many players that have, you know, showed up for voluntary workouts, mm. OTAs. I mean, Ben was there. Oh, that's you, know, you had Cam Hayward showing up. A lot of these veteran guys yep, that the team leaders. They don't, they don't have to be there. No. Yeah, they're being leaders right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's huge. Huge. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That's great news too. But I, I really like seeing uh, Scotland Williamson saying that. And honestly, I want to see him play football at some point. He is, mm. speaking of, you know, big guys, he is an animal. Yeah. What is he? He's like six foot nine. I don't remember his weight, but he is. And he played rugby. I mean, this dude is built. Yeah, he's not afraid to mix it up. I know oh, that. God, no. I mean, he can Scott depending Williams. on you know if he develops nine two seventy four McDonald yeah yeah he could oh my goodness <laughs> yeah especially that, if is, he, that it, is dangerous and the, we just have to work out some lateral plays with him because we know he can pitch it oh yeah <laughs> but that's great that's great get news. him in on those kick returns yeah oh I know just lob it to him in the end zone too because I know yeah he's the he would be the tallest receiver option if he was playing Zach Entry being one inch shorter at six eight. Yeah, six eight. Yeah, I mean, geez, you put a two tight end set out there with those two. Good I luck know. defending that. Hey, Ben likes height. He's always been looking for that tall receiver. Oh yeah, and yeah. he's starting to get him. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, and I know we were talking uh, earlier, too. You were discussing um, uh, that the, the, the last of the uh, draft picks were signed. Yes. Justin Lane finally got his contract. Nice. And um, I, you know, people tend to sometimes make a bigger deal out of draft picks not getting signed than need to be. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be signed. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm sure that there is a scenario out there somewhere, mm. but in my knowledge, I can't think of a player that was drafted to a team and then didn't sign their rookie contract. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when they take time, it's they're ironing out details. Yeah. You know, the the money stuff. Yes. So, but it is still nice to you know get all of our rookies signed and you know get to work with them. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's been seems like this year is this rookie class has been. 
nobody wants to hold out. No, everybody seems pretty um, excited no. to get in there, and and both for the uh, the May practices and the OTAs or the rookie rookie uh, sorry the rookie practices as well. Um, a lot of them yeah, doing it without the contracts. Yeah, everybody's been in there, and uh, so that's really really great to see everybody hitting the ground running. And now, yeah, I mean, I've been... this is, I think this is one of the earliest too that we've ever had all of our rookies signed. Um, yeah, this at, was at the beginning of OTAs. Yeah, because ne- normally yeah. you'd have you'd be going through OTAs. A couple rookies wouldn't be signed. Some, you know, would still have you know class obligations due to some NCAA rules for certain. People yeah. aren't allowed to participate in OTAs until they graduate. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, that's this is pretty pretty interesting to see everybody in so quickly. Yeah, it's definitely a nice little sigh of relief. Just so it's nothing to be worrying about. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I guess the only other news that I guess we have to discuss, I guess you brought up some uh, some news from uh, from Zach Gentry. What's going on with him? Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned him a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing crazy, but he uh, he ended up switching his number. Mm-hmm. And um, it was by request from Ben Roethlisberger. So for those of you who do not know, mm-hmm. um, Gentry was number 83 Ooh. in college. Ooh, gotcha. And, uh, yeah, and of course, you know, 83 tight end, mm-hmm. that's, that's Heath Miller. Heath. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it wasn't like a forced thing. He just said they asked me to switch, and they just termed it as a quote-unquote little shout-out from Ben Roethlisberger to Heath Miller. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, Gentry has a short little history with Heath Miller. Oh, really? um, they actually linked up and you know got to chat and do some football stuff at the uh, scouting combine. Oh, wow. As um, Yeah, Heath Miller and Santonio Holmes were um, serving as mentors for you know the rookies that were there in Indianapolis. So that's kind of cool that they, you know, managed to connect there. And then, you know, a couple, you know, week, well, when was the combine? Yeah, Let's a say a couple months, months later. later yeah. Gentry, yeah, <laughs> Gentry, you know, finds himself in Pittsburgh. Yeah, neat. And, of course, now he finds himself wearing number 81. So, gotcha. Jesse J. <laughs> Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> But there's still no reason to think that the Heath chants are going to be leaving Heinz Field anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see how they do. I know with, at least when Vance is catching the ball, we're too shocked with how hard he's hitting people to be able to yell anything. Yeah. Um, that guy's amazing. Oh, arm hurt around the world. <laughs> I know, man. I, I love it. Oh, gosh. I, I still hope that player has recovered. He knocked that, that, that play, <laughs> that player did injure his ACL and was out for the year. Um, so Did he really? yeah, yeah, that was, uh, one was of the Chris amazing, Conti? oh gosh, I can't remember the player. I remember when it happened and I remember researching it at the time. Um, but yeah, I have to check with the, it was, that was against, uh, Tampa Bay at the time, I believe. Yeah, it was Tampa Bay. Yeah. And it was one of their safeties. Yeah. So hopefully he's back in OTAs. Okay. Yeah. Competing. I believe it was Chris Conti. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but that was just a big hit. What a, one of the plays of the year, actually, too. I mean, you hate anybody to see anyone get hurt, but man, was that play memorable mm-hmm. and really a, a an oh, exclamation it point! It was one of the most wicked stiff arms. Yeah, ever seen. <laughs> if you're going to score a 79-yard touchdown as a tight end, that's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. You got to yeah. run a couple people over first. <laughs> that is true, man. Well, great. Well, um, you have anything else you want to discuss, Adam? Uh, just a short little thing that I actually saw on ESPN. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, so Juju, 
Mm-hmm. You know, everybody everybody loves Juju. I oh, mean, gosh, yeah. Juju, Juju is the player that Pittsburgh needed, yeah. in my opinion. Especially even after before, Antonio. Yeah. Oh, even before all of that, yeah. he was just the player that they needed. Because mm-hmm. of all the – when all that drama was happening and everything was just so tense, mm-hmm. Juju was just out there living life, having fun, you know, being part of the Pittsburgh community. And you love to see that, especially out of a younger player like that. Yeah. And um, so, you know, he's, and he continues to do so. He continues to be involved in the community. Just a couple weekends ago, he hosted a massive water balloon fight. <laughs> I heard about that. That How sounds cool is awesome. That? I know. If I knew, I would have driven yeah. out for it. <laughs> water balloons and pizza, That's... I think it was. It was great. Yeah. yeah like, how cool is that? That is but, awesome. Um, yeah. So funnily enough, this um, – a writer for ESPN wrote an article um, seeing which players he thinks would follow the pel- the path of Le'Veon Bell. Okay. So the, you know, since you're not a first-round pick, you don't have that fifth-round tender, mm. so choosing to sit out that fifth year. Okay. Oh, and I see. one of I the see. players, yeah. So one of the players that he chose was Juju Smith-Schuster. Hmm. And... I just find that to be completely and utterly baffling. I don't yeah. know what made him decide that. Um, I don't ever see Juju being one of the guys that would ever hold out for money. Yeah, I think he's going to get what he's worth. Yeah, but which he should absolutely. But I don't see him holding out over a couple million dollars or over guaranteed money. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, Juju I is out there that. for yeah. the. Truly, just for the fun of the game. Yeah, he, he loves what he is doing. Mm. And and one thing too. Just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. And personally, this is but Juju's yeah. third season now, and yeah. if he shows that he can be a top receiver, third year in, you know, if he can have yeah. eighty receptions, twelve hundred yards, eight to ten touchdowns, that's a success. That's a great season. Um. You know, and that would be a down year from his last year. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm I'm just trying to, you know, m- at least put it into context of, you know, being a top receiver, yeah. he's going to get a lot more defense on him. A.B. did help him Absolutely. get open a lot. I mean, the defenses have to roll to A.B. and bracket A.B. So Juju did get open a lot, and Ben was able to hit him in real clutch situations, too, just because of that. Um, but, yeah. but even without that, if he can still get around those numbers and show that he's a star – that point's going to be moot. He's never going to get to the fifth year without a contract. The Steelers are going to sign him oh, with a no year way. left. So so at least one thing, especially that he's showing with his character, Steelers know that this is the type of guy that they want in Pittsburgh now. I think these are the types of players that are going to get their second contracts, and they're not going to bat an yeah. eye about. You know, Watt's going to get a second contract. Juju's going to get a second contract. Connor's going to get a second contract. Oh. Funny enough, all three in that same oh, yeah. draft. <laughs> So, oh, I mean, what I mean, what draft a draft class is already looking to potentially one of the best draft classes the Steelers have ever had. Yeah, potentially those top three picks alone. Yeah, I mean, they're already all Pro Bowlers. Yeah, and you know, it, it's hard to project down the road, but you know, potentially, mm-hmm. if everything goes, you know, best case scenario, that's potentially three Hall of Famers in that class right there. That could be if, if they, Juju if continues they keep along the level. path. You know, yeah. if Connor mm-hmm. can continue to do what he's doing, and you know. TJ Watt just continues to look better and better. He's starting to look more like his brother, he is. if not better, he is. every single year. Yeah. 
yeah, that's a that's a nice it's a nice problem to have, <laughs> and, and that's one of those. Oh, absolutely, it is. You can sit back and and pat yourself on the back because that's just the way it fell for both need and getting the players you wanted in the right spots, and that was just a fantastic way the draft fell that year. All right, Adam. Hey, thanks a lot for being part of our podcast. I know you do a lot for SteelerNation.com, so please tell our listeners the stuff that you're involved with and your interests and in, in, with the Steelers and what you like to be doing here in the future. What we can be looking forward to. Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you for having me on. Anytime, man. Um, it's been, man. A, pleasure. It's been, it's been a real pleasure, it. Adam. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, yeah, so I definitely focus on just about anything and everything. Um, my main focus, though, is players. Um, I did a lot of draft articles mm-hmm. this year. Nice. Um, if you haven't checked those out, go back into the website, check them out. I did full draft grades for every single draft pick in the AFC North. Perfect. It was a long weekend, but it was absolutely <laughs> worth it. I had a lot of fun doing it. And, nice. you know, you got to know your enemy. Yes, you so, do. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I tell you, from doing that, I know at least uh, <laughs> I am a little bit jealous yeah. of the Ravens wide receiver pickups this year. I liked both of them. So uh, They did have some very solid pickups. Yeah, though, though their, their first one might be a little undersized for the NFL, but it, it'll be interesting to see if he can make yeah. his size work. I know the Steelers have tried that same size-speed ratio in the past. And it's blown up in their face, but uh, <laughs> a couple of rainy. We got <laughs> that, oh uh, yeah, rainy yeah. three archer. Ooh. Oh gosh, three archer. Yep, Ooh. three archer. Oh, some bad ones. I mean, and it's but, but for somebody oh, to take somebody man, that I... size at that small of a ratio, but <sighs> but I'll tell you one thing with with the ball in his hands, he looks like Antonio Brown. He is a, a heck of a receiver. He's a great hands catcher. Uh, and then they get the size yeah, guy then is. from Notre Dame with their with their later pick, which I thought we were going to be looking for in the third round, but. uh but no, they picked them yeah, up. Yeah, a big guy that a lot of the Steelers want, or a lot of fans of the Steelers wanted yeah, to have yeah. come our way. But no, that's true. But well, that's great. So, so thank you very much for your continued articles. We're looking forward to reading them, obviously. Um, and you know, I'll be writing up on the uh, Steelers wide receivers, the injury reports, and the salary cap as soon as uh, big information starts coming on on those. And uh, we just want to thank everybody for joining the podcast today. If you want to join the fun, why don't you come in and tweet us at Steeler Nation or join us on Instagram at SteelerNation.com. That's SteelerNation.com. And you can always reach us at SteelerNation.com, which is one of the best forums on the Internet. I get on there. I join as, as Cope, and you get on there and discuss tons of football knowledge, tons of general discussion on there as well. It's just a fun place to get together and talk with Steeler fans. So thanks Absolutely. again, Adam, for joining us. Um, loved having you. And, Thank uh, you again. No worries. And uh, we're looking to have you back back here shortly. And uh, thanks for joining us here. I'm at the... hoping so. Oh, me too. <laughs> and thanks for joining Hopefully us. Our beer sponsor can hook us up. <laughs> oh, we, you got to come to the tailgate. John from Stoney's always takes care of the SteelerNation.com tailgate, man. So we got the banner flying, and okay. we always have a full cooler of, of uh, Stoney's. So come on over and join us at the, at the SteelerNation.com t- tailgate for a free Stoney's. Hey, you already uh, you said all I needed to hear. <laughs> nice. And thanks for joining us all, listeners, too, at the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stoney's Brewing, of course. I am G. Stryker with Adam. Rooting along with you, as always, go Steelers! <laughs>